Santa Claus and week 16 of the NFL season are coming to town. We get you set for the fantasy football semifinals with our starts, sits, and sleepers. Let's deck the halls. It's the IBT podcast coming at you. Because I've been in tune, out of touch, coming off the bench, trying to shake the funk, check his stat line, see who's up, that over, under, hit too clutch. And I'm trying to avoid getting carried away with the chest sweet, sleeping on a trick play, predicting all of my moves like AC never play. so I'm running it back, head down, get out of my way, and it's for the law with only one thing to do, I guess I'll say a prayer and put it all on the line for you with they Just one thing to say, yeah, what they don't know. Something they hadn't seen. I'm off that mean Joe Green. It got me fading between. Yeah, I got it. And I got it. The In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. All right, all right, all right. It is Feel Good Friday, December 22nd, 2023, and the holiday spirit. It's in full force over here. We are wishing you a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Winter Solstice, whatever you're celebrating. We hope it is a great holiday weekend for you. I am Seth Wilcock, and I'm told I'm on the nice list. Once again, this season, I am getting you ready for the fantasy football playoffs. And to do that, I am joined by none other than the biggest of the brains, someone who has nothing last minute to do this weekend at all, the founder of Pros with Joes, the founder of Green Screens Media, Eric Romoff. Happy holidays, Eric. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, man, this is going to be a fun one. I got my uh, I got my elf hat working, so ready to uh, cobble together some hot fantasy takes. Absolutely, man. It is that time of year. And uh, man, semifinals, it came quick. It felt like just yesterday we're doing mock drafts. We're getting ready for the season. And here we are, week 16. And all the cards are on the table today. And we have a great program planned for the uh, listening audience today. If you want to run through what we have set up here today, Eric. Yeah, so Fridays as usual, right? We're going to kick off with a little bit of front and center. Talk about that awesome game last night between the Saints and the Rams. Moving on into matchup management, we'll be joined by our friend John June, uh, taking all of your questions in the chat. So if you have any questions about Week 16, load those up in there now. We'll make get sure we in. get to every single one as we go through the show. And then finally, closing it out with some sure things, sleepers of the week, going a little bit deeper down these rankings and finding a guy that can get you to double digits. Hell yeah, we hit big last week, so hopefully we can keep that momentum rolling here. And I'll be honest, I didn't ask for a lot for Christmas this year, Eric, because I have everything I need, man. Uh, great staff yeah. over here that we work together to put out a lot of great content. And also the IBT family who continues to rock and roll with us throughout the holiday and NFL season. Easiest way to support us this holiday season is like, subscribe, and check out the website as well. We have a lot of great written content for you over there, inbetweenmedia.com. Looks like we got Albert already kicking it off with us today. Good afternoon, IBT. Good afternoon and happy holidays to you, Albert. I hope everything's going good over in your world, man. And uh, Eric, let's go ahead and uh, talk about what you referenced earlier. A pretty fun Thursday night football game here. Uh, A little delightful treat between the Rams and the Saints. 
Sometimes taking that first step out the door is the hardest thing to do. Give it a chance, you'll be begging for more. Save the spot just for you. We're all somewhere in between. I thought you'd come to the place to have some fun. Ain't gotta worry about something not what it means. Come and give me another because the night is young. At least I so thought. All right, and it was the Rams coming out victoriously out in SoFi Stadium 30-22 to against the New Orleans Saints. And this was one that if you just looked at the box score, it looks a lot closer than I think it really was. Of course, the Rams, they have that really young defense out there. And, you know, I think sometimes they're giving up some, some late points in the game. And that's kind of what we saw here. Once again, they dominate on the time possession, put up over 450 yards of total offense in this game. Eric, what were your uh, overall takeaways as an NFL fan, better and fantasy enthusiast? Yeah, I mean, there's there's several storylines from from this game. Uh, first and foremost, Pukunakua is still a thing. There are many people that were that were out here in these streets saying that once Cooper Cup returned, that Pukunakua was going to turn back into a pumpkin, and it has been anything but right. He he certainly hasn't been as consistently great as he was when it right. was just yep. him out there. But that that upside is still unreal, right? Nine catches for 164 yards in a score last night. And I think oh, now, over the course of the, the coming two weeks, he's like, I think he's like a dozen catches and like 130, 150 yards away from breaking some pretty gaudy rookie records, right? So, like, Pukunakua is absolutely here to stay. This kind of, you know, spins into a broader point about the Rams front office. This is a front office that has been doing a lot with very limited draft capital over yes. these last few years. Yes. They they just continue to find these second and third day gems like a Puka Nakua, like a Kyron Williams who had a day in his own right. And a lot of this, I mean, it's it's kind of sidecard to Matthew Stafford, right? Like last year he was looking like he was the mayor of Washville. And yeah. now he's looking a lot like the Matthew Stafford that won the Super Bowl a few years ago, right? Like literally any guy that you put out there he can get them involved. He can get them to reach their ceiling potential in terms of output. I mean, you want to talk about arm angles and delivery position, his right. his grasp of the offense, his ability to throw guys open, right? Like everything that you're looking for in a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. I mean, Matt Stafford is is checking those boxes so far this year. Yeah, it was great to see from Stafford. And uh, let's talk a little bit more about Puka Nakua and some of the winners on Thursday Night Football in our shower beers. And, um, you know, I think Puka Nakua got lost a little bit this season in the middle of it because we had guys like Rasheed Rice and Tank Dell kind of taking over midseason and onward. But, man, Puka Nakua, if you picked him up, uh, you know, we had him as a in-the-scope candidate ahead of week one. So if you were able to get on the train early with him, I mean, you've been riding high and he's been better than Cooper Cup since Cup's been back. Cup kind of one of the disappointments here, but you kind of have to keep Trout and him out there as well here. Um, as far as other winners in this game, Eric, you know, obviously Matthew Stafford comes through you for you once again if you're streaming the position. It was good to see that. Same with Derek Carr, 25 points from Derek Carr this week. So shout out to him as well. And then uh, Chris Olave shows back up, 23.3 PPR points for him. We had a couple uh, a couple surprises here. Demarcus Robinson had a really another nice game for him. And then Rashid Shahid, welcome back to the program for him. 18.4 PPR points on the day. 
as far as Shahid and Robinson, can you trust one of these guys next week? Uh, up next for the Rams is the Giants, and the Saints will take on the Buccaneers. But they feel like they're a little deflated right now as an organization. Yeah, I mean, trust is kind of a strong word, right? Uh, one yeah. of the takeaways is yeah. that uh, Tutu Atwell, who had a very good start to the season in his own right, kind of going back to my point earlier about Matthew Stafford, yeah. just making all of his guys show out. Um, he was he was active and available today, and it was still a heavy dose of Demarcus Robinson, right? So I, I think we've seen him slot into that third receiving option role. So you know, if if you're uh, if you're in you know in need of a flex or kind of a back end wide receiver three kind of guy next week, Robinson is in a fine spot against that giant secondary. And similar can be said with with regard to Shahid. Shahid probably has a little bit of a lower floor. And yeah, arguably yeah. a higher ceiling, right? He's much more of the home run hitter type. But that matchup against the Tampa Bay secondary is one that has just been hemorrhaging big plays over the course of the season, right? So both these guys are definitely in in playable territory. I think the the argument is more practical in nature, right? Like if you have advanced to your fantasy football championship, yeah. I'm assuming you probably have better options on your roster than these two. But if you're in a pinch, you can definitely fire either of them up. Okay. All right. We got Toronto Dave in the chat. He's ready to get Holly and Jolly up there in the great country of Canada saying the need for Shahid. We appreciate you, Dave. We got a need for you as well over here. Hello, handsomes and Merry Christmas coming from Didi. Didi, thanks so much for uh, joining us here on this Feel Good Friday. And we got Jamie in the chat as well. Up, fellas. Good to see you, Jamie. Hope you're having a great holiday season and uh, relaxing as we head into the weekend. A um, couple losers here, nothing too crazy. We did talk about Cooper Cup. The only point I want to make with Cup, he's getting up there in age, and we're seeing the injuries, you know, present this season, last season as well. If you sit in a vacuum right now in 2024 redrafts, who goes ahead of him? Puka Nakua or Cooper Cup? Who are you taking uh, as the first Rams wide receiver off the board, Eric? Who I'm taking is probably a bit of a different story, but who I think will go first is probably Puka Nakua, right? Like, okay. we know that fantasy managers love to chase the most recent thing that they've seen, and most recently they're likely to have seen Puka Nakua going off. We also know that fantasy managers tend to be infatuated with youth. So there yes, are sir. several things working in Puka Nakua's favor that will sort of vault him up the uh, the pre-draft rankings for, for next season. But honestly, like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see, to use a lazy analogy, like a Cooper Cup, Robert Wood situation from a few years ago where they're both being drafted as startable pieces and relatively close to each other. Yeah, I could maybe see like early third round, late second round for Puka, and then maybe a little bit further down as well. Um, yeah, we got Jamie in the we got Jamie in the chat saying your graphics sucked me in. We need more curse words in our life. Yeah, man. Sometimes you just gotta drop a fuck. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just you gotta, gotta say it. Fly, man. Yeah, gotta let it fly. We got Andrea in the chat. What's up, Andrea? Saying hi, everyone. Merry Christmas. So great to hear from you, Andrea. Hope you're having a great holiday season wherever you're tuning in from as well. Uh, Only other loser here, and I don't think there's much to take away. Alvin Kamara, just kind of written out of this game script. They get down. And instead of Derek Carr, you know, reverting back to Captain Checkdown, it was a lot of throws down the field. We're seeing the Rams a little bit exposed with some of those deeper shots to Shahid. Uh, A.T. Perry, your guy, had a nice grab in this one as well. So really good to see that. Any other final takeaways from Thursday Night Football before we get to the people's questions here in the chat, Eric? Um, just, a, just a shout out to Derek Carr and Chris Olave, seemingly finally getting on the same page, right? I feel like I've yeah. been on an island advocating for Olave all season. 
Um, he has always been the leader in air yards. He's also been the leader in unrealized air yards. But week over week, the last like month or so, it feels like it feels like that timing and rhythm and and you know sense of connection between these two players has really gotten into a nice spot. So you know, I I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Chris Olave on a ton of fantasy championship teams this year. Yeah, it's crazy because I've been kind of the guy, even really since, I mean, back in the summer, man, saying hit the pause button on Chris Olave. I think his ADP was a little inflated. I think we're still kind of seeing that now. Like he's not a monster. He, yeah, he isn't living up to the wide receiver one ADP he had earlier this season. Let's be honest. He, he isn't, but he's still been rock solid, especially down the stretch here. I know I was kind of hitting the panic button. I think it might have been like week seven, week eight, when we had Pat Fitzmorris on the program. Pat came in and said, hey, man. Take it easy. He's still getting double-digit targets every week, and uh, that's going to happen when, you know, no Michael Thomas. I think we, we kind of forgot about Michael Thomas a little bit. Like, he's a guy we haven't seen it in a couple weeks. I don't know if we'll ever see him back on the field for the Saints, but uh, Chris Olave certified that dude for sure. Um, and I'm seeing some questions come in, so let's go ahead and jump into matchup management and talk a little bit more about them and help the great IBT family members out. <laughs> Who you got? Matchup management. Who's it gonna be? All right, matchup management. Who's it gonna be? Uh, first one up. I'm seeing Eric. Let's talk a little bit about it before uh, before we we jump into breaking down this entire slate. It's one from Andrea. She needs two here. It's Raheem Moster, Isaiah Pacheco. Bijan Robinson and Jarrett McKinnon. This is a full point PPR league. Wow, a lot of great options here. Uh, really, like putting you to the test. Do you really sit your first round pick in Bijan Robinson, Eric? I do not know. Of these two, I would go with uh, with Mostert and Bijan. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Pacheco has been a uh, an absolute force when he's been on the field. Certainly. Looks like he's going to make a return this week. But also, you know, we we don't know for sure if Kansas City is going to, um, you know, lean on him in the way that they were previously in this first game back from injury, right? I, I think it's safe to say they've gotten satisfactory performance out of the guys behind him in the in the weeks that he was absent. So, you know, for for me, I mean, these are all elite options, right? Like we can kind of set McKinnon aside. Um, he's really a contingency if Pacheco didn't play. Yeah, but these three, I mean, these are all guys that are you know top twenty flex options. So uh, not really a you know a a bad decision to be made in the bunch. Yeah. But if I have to make one, uh, you know, if there's a little bit of uncertainty around Pacheco's workload, he'll be the one that I'll put on the bench. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you there. Just err on the side of caution here, especially in week number sixteen with fancy football championships on the line. Um, the only thing I'll say, man, are you trusting Bijan Robinson this week, Eric? Because we saw Arthur Smith got fined finally today for what happened uh, in, in week number seven. They're not playing him. We didn't see a great performance out of him last week as well. And it's the Colts, which a very solid matchup, but you know, not the, uh, not, not one that we're, we're running to as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it, right? Like, um, you know, for for me, uh, talent tends to tends to win out a lot, and obviously, Bijan is an all world athlete and and prospect heading into the season. And I, I think I've said this before on this show, right? Like, I I think a lot of head coaches and GMs in this league operate from a position 
of scarcity and self-preservation. And after everything that's happened with Arthur Smith over the course of the season, and certainly in the last week, I, I mean, I think there's got to be a point where the light bulb has to go off that, you know, even if you want to be this guy that, um, you know, uh, is playing 5D chess and knows better than everyone yeah. at a certain point, putting the ball in your best player's hands is the best way to ensure your job security in this league. And I think this week is arguably that point. Yes, I'm with you there. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's If you guys have any more questions, let us know in the chat. Let's break down this slate a little bit more. Eric, is there any one, any one game you're kind of running from this week? Last, last uh, week, I was kind of in here saying, I don't want any part of this Atlanta Falcons-Carolina Panthers game. It was kind of a slog fest in the rain there in Carolina. So kind of scared uh, uh, of, of that one last week. And now this week, I'm seeing two on the slate that really say, hey, I don't think I want much fantasy exposure to them. Any guesses what those games might be, Eric? Ooh, I get to guess. Um, yes, I will game. guess that you would say, what would he say? I think you'll say Houston and Cleveland. Ooh, no. As well as, oh, okay. Uh, what about Cincinnati and uh, your Stellars? Yes, that is okay. Yes, okay. that is exactly where I'm going um, with Cincy and Steelers. Like, just bad vibes in the Berg right now. Bad vibes. George Pickens doesn't want to block. Afraid of getting injured. I, I, you know, I, I hope they sit him down this week. And just overall, like, not a, a really great, great vibes and chemistry coming from that team. No Jamar Chase in this to take off the top of that Pittsburgh defense as well. So, yeah, I'm kind of uh, staying clear of this one a little bit. Let's see if we can't bring our guest in as well right now. And uh, all right, I think we got him up. He is the uh, host and producer of Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, a writer for Jets Pass. We love some frisky Jets over here. He's John June. What's up, John? What's going on, Seth? What's up, Eric? Sorry about the connection issues, guys, but glad to finally be on with you. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely, man. We we appreciate it. Nonetheless, how are you feeling as we head into the semifinals of Fantasy Football uh, season? Yeah, uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's been a, a up and down season. Uh, a lot of adjusting that's had to happen on the fly between some of the injuries and things. And, um, you know, last week, outside of the four teams that I, I had earned a bye week, uh, I was eliminated from all my playoffs, uh, oh, round man. one of the playoffs. Uh, I had a team with CMC and Puka Nakua that Lamar Jackson that's not in the final or not oh. in the playoffs. So, uh, it was just a, a rough year overall for me from that kind of standpoint. But tis the game we play, right? There's, I've heard this quote uh, plenty of times before about fantasy where it's like there's no losing. There's no, no winning and losing in fantasy. It's just losing and the relief of not losing. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what it's kind of felt like this year. I feel you, man. You're not alone. It's definitely been a season of pivoting. Uh, we're looking at the week number 16 slate right now. We're talking about kind of games that we don't want any part of. Uh, the first one that we talked about was Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Just, you know, classic divisional tilt there in the AFC North, trying to stay away from that. I'm also kind of scared of this shit show on Sunday night football, New England against Denver. Lowest total on the slate, 34 points. And New England kind of knows how to take the best weapons away from opposing offenses, i.e. Cortland Sutton in this one. Any any hesitation from you to play any of these Denver Broncos? I don't like what we saw Javante Williams last week. Can you trust him? Can you trust Russ and uh, Cortland Sutton in this one? Yeah, it's really interesting. And that game, you know, is interesting because Denver is clearly the favorites, you know, from a total, you know, uh, Vegas perspective. 
But when you look at the fantasy side, like the only pieces that I really want to play, the ones I'm excited about are on the New England side. Um, you know, Hunter Henry, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, so Javante Williams is tough to trust. I see him as an RB3 this week in PPR leagues. Cortland Sutton, I think you can probably get away with starting him. But to your point, right, like Belichick and that defensive staff, they're going to take away what you do best. And uh, if that is Cortland Sutton, which it is, has been for the Denver Broncos pass offense all year, you know, that's one where you probably have the most angst about. But yeah. in terms of if you look at the season, Cortland Sutton's been very solid, right? I mean, he's had double-digit games in every game basically except for two, and that was against – the New York Jets and and I forget one other defense which we we I think it was Cleveland at the time which we both we understood to be a, a, a you know they were operating as one of the best pass defenses in the league at that time Certainly. so he's been very solid in all of his games outside of times where he has bad matchups New England over their last three games allowed the twenty fourth most PPR points to the, the wide receiver position so I basically look at it as you've got a, a wide receiver too which Cortland Sutton's been all year going into a matchup where. New England's allowing people to finish as a wide receiver too. So, you know, just doing some quick, you know, you know, logic or application of logic there, you would assume that Cortland Sutton has a high probability of finishing as a wide receiver too. Okay. I like it. Eric, any thoughts for you here on this matchup and any other matchups you might be trying to avoid or interject yourself into it and, and reap the rewards here in week number 16. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with John that, um, that we're, we're probably looking at a nice steady wide receiver two type of performance uh, from, from Cortland Sutton. New England's been tough against the wide receivers, but they are allowing the eighth highest catch rate to the position uh, on the season. And oh, wow. you know, there's okay. plenty of volume there. So, I mean, look, you know, the, the ceiling might be limited a bit. They might not need to score a ton to win this game. So, um, you know, that, that upside's capped, but I, I think if you've made it this far with Sutton, you can, you know, you can chalk them up for like a nice steady double digit kind of, kind of performance i alluded to my other game that i'm avoiding in answering your trivia question uh this this game against the browns and the texans is going to be an absolute mud patch like i mean like the there isn't a whole lot of fantasy production coming out of teams facing the browns in general and then you look at the just the multitude of guys that the texans are going to be missing another week without cj stroud another week without nico collins several guys on the defensive side like this is one that sets up perfectly for the Browns to do exactly what they want to do, right? Like they want to run the ball down someone's throat. They want to control the clock. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the first first team to 10 wins this one. So don't have a whole lot wow. of, uh, of exciting things to say about uh, what is, you know, potentially a playoff matchup between these two teams. So, um, you know, that's, that's one that I'm looking to avoid in terms of games that I'm loading up on. I mean, I'm, I'm finding myself on one side of a lot of games. Um, I love the Bears side of that game against uh, against Arizona. Yep. I love yep. the Jet side of that game against the Commanders. Um, go, but, you know, there they're they're aren't a ton of games that are just going to be like these huge slugfests, you know, kind of scoring bonanzas, right? Maybe if you want to talk about the Miami-Dallas game, you you can. I I mean, I'm, I'm kind of kind of worried about Dallas's ability to put points up on the road. They haven't shown us much of yeah. that ability yep. so far this season. Yep. So, you know, it's it, it, it it's looking like there's going to be a lot of, you know, kind of skinny stacks, one-way stacks in my DFS builds this week. 
It's interesting. You were also off your Texans last week, and I found a little bit of value there with Singletary. I kind of like, I'll talk about him later, but uh, I like Joe Flacco a little bit in that Cleveland matchup. I also uh, potentially like Devin Singletary again to get a ton of volume down there in Houston. Um, Yeah, and you know, we've, we've coined this term this year, like fake shootouts. And I think that's what mm-hmm. potentially this Miami Dallas game could be. We, we think it's going to be high scoring, but Hey, Miami's defense has become a top five defense here in the latter half of the season. The Cowboys, when they want to show up, they are also. So uh, yeah, love that discussion there. Let's get to a couple questions here in the chat. Uh, Jamie saying I'm still alive in 10 playoffs out of 15. I made congrats, Jamie. Uh, don't think I have any start sick questions, but I'll hang out and listen anyways. We appreciate it, man. Obviously you're listening to uh, some good analysts to, to make sure you have uh the right people in your lives every single week. And then Andrea saying Isaiah Pacheco or Devonta Smith full point PPR. John, I want to throw it over to you, man. Uh, Eric kind of throwing a little bit of shade on Isaiah Pacheco and what, you know, seems to be a good matchup, but there are concerns coming back off the injury. And it wasn't just any injury dude got fucking surgery. He was under, you know, he, he was a little medicated uh, a week or two ago. How do you feel about him or Devonta Smith? Um, Devon Smith really kind of come on as of late as well, but, uh, you never know what you're going to kind of get here when you face the New York giants. Is it going to be a blowout? Is it going to be something that by halftime, the Eagles are just kind of shutting it down, packing it in and trying to get back to Philly. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, Eileen Pacheco, uh, you, you know, you look at this Kansas city offense, I think, there's been two constants. It's been Travis Kelsey as the pass catcher and then Pacheco, uh, you know, in the run game. And I think they they do miss him as a part of their offense because he, he adds an element that they don't really have. Yeah. Uh, but to answer the question, I, I tend to lean him. I, I mean, Devontae Smith, he was a guy that I was looking to buy and acquire after the Dallas Goddard injury because it's, you know, kind of well documented. Certainly. His splits with and without Dallas Goddard. And we did see, you know, he was still productive last week. I think the game script had a lot to do with that in Seattle's, you know, uh, you know their inability to cover wide receivers this year. So I look at this matchup and, you know, I'm like wondering, as Dallas Goddard tends to get healthier, is this a situation where Devontae Smith and his opportunities, they trickle back a little bit? And, and Pacheco, I mean, I get it, he just had the surgery, but, mm-hmm. you know, some uh, Andy Reid said made it sound like he's good to go. Uh, you know, Jeff Mueller, who's who's great at injury analysis on Twitter, you know, he he indicated that, you know, he has no concerns about Pacheco as well. So uh, I, I'll lean Pacheco in this one. Eric, how do you feel about this one? And I think John makes a great point. We saw really that mid to late season explosion from Devonta Smith had three out of four games in 20 PPR points in a row. And then kind of come back to earth the last couple of weeks here, still getting double digit PPR points, but just not that high ceiling. Is that ceiling high here? Uh, I mean, we picked on these giant corners, Adoree Jackson and the boys pretty much all season. Is there enough volume though, going to be there to, to feel safe starting uh, Smith? Not, not for me, right? And I, I love how I mentioned all three of those guys, including Isaiah Pacheco, as like a top twenty-four flex option. And you're, you're saying I'm putting shade on his name. Right? It's, <laughs> it's still, it's still Pacheco for me. Um, look, like in, in terms of like median scoring, the running back is always going to project out to be a little bit more stable than the wide receiver, especially given John's spot-on analysis to, to call out Devonta Smith's 
splits when when Goddard is on and off the field, right? Like, I mean, Devonta Smith is like around a ten point guy when when Dallas Dallas Goddard's out there, and he's you know he's shooting up close to twenty points per game in that in that stretch where he wasn't. So, I mean the the ceiling is always going to be there with Devonta Smith because he's that type of explosive player. He obviously gets the very soft matchup of the the Giants secondary, but I I kind of think this is a game where you know there there probably will be some scoring outbursts in the in the first half for the for the Eagles, and then mm-hmm. they'll look to salt it away. That was like this that that was their model that that got them to the Super Bowl last year, and they've kind of deviated from that this season. Yeah, I absolutely. think this is a point where they really want to get back to what worked well for them. Yeah, I think I'm with you guys. I'm going to go Isaiah Pacheco. The only thing that's kind of interesting here is like the Raiders run defense earlier in the season, you were firing up everyone against them. And they've kind of turned things around as we've seen late in the season with a lot of defenses. They've gotten a little bit better against the run, but I think a lot of that is just not facing any elite running backs as of late. So I I just like this as a really get right spot for the Chiefs. So I'm going to go ahead and back them here. But great question, Andrea. She's got another one for us as well. Isaiah Likely. Monday night football against the 49ers, or are you going with Jake Ferguson here against the Miami Dolphins? And what, again, we're kind of calling potentially a fake shootout here, John. Um, I'll be honest. I've been saying it all week. I've been shouting from the rooftops, the chimneys, uh, the North pole, if you would, I don't, I don't trust the Ravens. I think it's going to be a big letdown spot on Monday night football. This 49ers defense is absolutely loaded. I think Fred Warner uh, is going to have his way here in the middle of the field with Isaiah likely. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. San Francisco, they've been blowing teams out a lot. Um, but if you look, you know, even Arizona last week with, with I don't even know who was active for them, right? I mean, Marquise Brown left that game. Uh, Trey McBride obviously went wild, right? But it was literally just him and James Conner, you know, as the offense for the Arizona Cardinals. And this Baltimore offense is miles ahead of, of where yeah. this Arizona one is. And then you just look at the last three weeks, San Francisco is allowing the fourth most PPR points to the position uh, over the last three games there. So I look at likely as, you know, somebody who's stepped up in, in this offense and filling in this Mark Andrews role admirably. I mean, he's been in on like 80 something percent of the routes, which is a very elite number for, uh, you know, a, a tight end mm-hmm. one. And so I have no issues going at likely going with likely in this matchup. Uh, Ferguson, I think, you know, Miami 30th against the position over their last three games. You know, we're not overly confident in Dallas on the road here. I mean, it, it's an immovable object versus an unstoppable force, right, between Dallas, who can't seem to win a game on the road, and Miami, who can't seem to beat a team over 500. So uh, I guess, what you know, one will have to give this week, but I, I tend to lean likely this week. Okay. All right. I like it. And bringing some engineer talk here. I like that. Bring a little engineer talk here to us on the IBT podcast. Eric, your thoughts here on likely or Ferguson for our girl, Andrea. Yeah, this is one of those super annoying questions where they are literally right next to each other on rankings. Uh, um, so for, bitch, Andrea. for me, like I, I tend to agree with, with John here, right? Like, um, you know, even, even in the scenario where you laid out that, you know, Baltimore ends up getting thumped a little bit. Like that's that's more throwing opportunity for um, for this offense, and in turn for for likely likely, especially with with Gun, uh, with uh, with Mitchell being out for the season. Now is very clearly the the second target option in in this in this offense. And you know, Ferguson. I mean, he's he's kind of a you know 
wouldn't say he's an afterthought, but he's certainly a secondary piece in terms of what the the, the Cowboys are trying to do, right? So it's it's neck and neck. You know, technically the defense uh, against the tight end is a little bit tougher with San Francisco than it is with with Miami. San Francisco is allowing a higher catch rate, and I, I think that that kind of sets up for more of a volume play to to just edge out and input likely ahead for me. All right. I guess the three of us will agree to disagree there. Uh, I'm going to go Ferguson here, but I totally understand why you guys would like likely. He's been very, very solid in that role here for the Ravens offense. Uh, Looks like we got Hoove Tube in the chat. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Let's go, Hoove. Good to see you. Hoove's from Wisconsin. He's a Niners fan. What the fuck's up with that, man? Like, show some loyalty. Front runner. Classic front runner. I think John's actually the first Jets fan we've had on the program all season long. So we appreciate that. Um, I am a a newly acquired Jets fan. I'm a 2022 Jets fan. Um, I've come over to the franchise. We actually have Frisky Jet shirts uh, on sale on the website right now, John. So I am. How are we feeling? How are we feeling? You know, like I'm just curious. Was it Aaron Rodgers that brought you over? No, actually, it was the, the drafting uh, of Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, I was gonna say, and Sauce Gardner. Like, I knew a, a, a 2022 Jets fan is a different way of saying I have Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson in Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. I, after I saw that draft, I loved those players in it. So I was like, I mean, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back the Jets here a little bit. And I got my Brees Hall jersey. We got some Jets merch out there. So how are, how we'll let you out with this how are the vibes feeling heading into 2024 as a jets fan as a jets content creator obviously out of playoff contention aaron rodgers uh you know still sparking up a little controversy but 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 i ride with a rodge yeah i mean the controversy is is it really a controversy i mean nick nick Bowden's getting gonna get paid he's he's going his contract has been guaranteed six weeks since week one he's he'll doing fine to, he'll he'll be fine right i mean uh, anyway, but in terms of the Jets, I think that's kind of a mixed bag, right? A lot of people are concerned that, you know, even if Rodgers does come back, right? Like we saw how bad it was without him. You know, God forbid he suffers another injury. Like this offensive line is terrible. Um, you know, it's and it's there's not a receiver outside of Garrett Wilson. Um, Brees right. Hall's underutilized in, in the you know, sometimes they'll throw him nine targets and then the next week he'll get like two. And it's like, what are we, what are we doing here? Um, so part of that is frustrating. So as long as Nathaniel Hackett here is here, right, this ecosystem that's here outside of this defense and Aaron Rodgers, you don't really feel great about. Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, you take those guys out of the equation, you don't feel great about. And it's like you, I think the frustration amongst Jet fans is that you look at other teams, right, like Cleveland, They've they've gone through four different quarterbacks. They've had offensive line issues. Nick Chubb out of the lineup. They they're a nine win team, right? Uh, and you could go look at you know another team like uh, one escapes me right now, but you know there there are teams out there that are winning with backup quarterbacks. Minnesota this is the other one I think that I was thinking of, right? Like seven and seven, but they're still their season is not over yeah. before Christmas, and that's what I think the the Jet fan is is really feeling is like this culmination of like 13 years of the season being over before, before Christmas. I mean, 20, yeah. 2015 was the closest that we have been to uh, the feeling like, Hey, we're going to the playoffs, right? Like last year was feeling really good, but even that one was over before Christmas, right? Like, 
So 2015, I think, is what most Jet fans probably hang their hat on. And, like, that team was on the back of, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, Chris right. Ivory, yeah. guys that, like, were going to go on to either not play for the Jets again or only play, like, <laughs> one more year with the Jets. So uh, all in all, it's just been, you know, a tumultuous time being a Jet fan. So, I, you know, I, I, I can't say I respect your hustle because you just got here. Yeah, um, yeah. I, but- <laughs> I'm new to the train. I'm new to the train. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, we end up with like a top, top three, top five pick, and we go from there. There we go. And I, I will just say, like Nick Bodden, I think he's doing all right. Like he posted a, his wife posted a picture on Twitter. Like he's doing all right. You know, he's got a nice little family going on there. So uh, hopefully, he'll be all right. And I hope you have a great holiday season, John. Tell us one more time before we get out of here. Uh, before we let you out of here and get over to our short thing sleepers of the week, how we can best support you moving into twenty twenty four, our friend. Yeah, man, I definitely appreciate being here with you guys, Seth and Eric. Uh, definitely appreciate the opportunity. Uh, 2023 was a year of a lot of, ju- of adjustments for me, uh, personal and professional. And so, uh, you know, 2024, I'm just looking to getting back into uh, being very active in the fantasy space, uh, getting back into doing some dynasty content uh, and some, you know, as well as getting out rankings very early in the in the season, um, probably we'll have my first set of rankings out shortly after the draft, maybe like May or June. So, yeah. So I, if you guys, you know, anybody that's familiar with me or my work on Twitter, uh, you can just follow me on Twitter at the real John J underscore FF uh, recently changed from the at JR football nerd. So uh, if anyone remembers me from that old handle, this is the new one, but obviously all my work is at the FF diagnostics Twitter page. Uh, You can, from there, you can get to our YouTube channel, our our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, and um, yeah, man, I'm just excited to be back in the community and and uh, make you know connections again and relationships and you know talk to fantastic people like you guys. Well, we appreciate it, man. We're wishing you and the New York Jets franchise uh, all, all the greatest gifts here in the new year. So thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we'll get you out of here, and guys, let's go ahead and jump into some short things sleepers of the week. Sleepers of the week. All right, this is your thing. Sure things. Sleepers of the week. Who you got? It's only potentially the second most important week of the year. Glory starts here. Where are we going? Where are we going? I'm going a little bit deeper than I usually go. Usually I'm the I'm the one that kind of like cheat cheaps out and picks the guy that's ranked like 35th or whatever. A little fringy. Um, this is yeah. a player that I've talked about in terms of in the scope before, but the the train rolls on for for Jonathan Mingo, my uh my sure thing sleeper of the week. I like him to get up over double digit fantasy points. For for me, you know, you can kind of you can kind of set aside his performance last week in that absolute monsoon um of of a game that they they happened to win um you know his his targets went down to five in that game but prior to that point nine ten he's got a couple sixes in there seven he's getting more and more red zone work and even in that in that down game he still was in the mid-20s in terms of his target share overall right so they weren't throwing the ball a ton it seems like you know getting getting mingo involved and understanding 
not only what they have in this kid as a prospect, but also how much they can expand his route tree, how much they can get him to develop down the stretch run as they are very clearly looking to next season um, is, you know, is a point of emphasis for this Carolina coaching staff. And the majority of his coverage is going to be coming from someone called Jalen Jones, who's taken uh, one snap and gave up a catch, a long catch on that <laughs> one this year. But looking back yep. into his prior seasons, I mean, he's usually floating around like a 72, 75% catch rate. So if we're talking about a high volume, high target volume day for Jonathan Mingo, has a good chance of hauling in the majority of those in Jalen Jones's coverage. So going a little bit deeper, but we we gotta we gotta end things on a spicy note as we head into week 16. Hot tamales for Christmas for Eric. And that's what happens. You know, that's what happens when you're Green Bay and you trade Wade Russell Douglas midseason. I, I don't get that move at all. He's a good cornerback, and now, you know, now they're really relying on some uh, not so great cornerbacks. All right. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going footsteps. Joe Flacco is my sure thing sleeper of the week. And listen, I know it's gross. I know it's Joe Flacco. No one wants to start Joe Flacco, but his finishes with the Browns this season, quarterback 13, quarterback 10, and quarterback 9. And that QB9 performance came against the Bears last weekend in Cleveland in not the best weather and a really good Bears defense opposite of him. Some things did have to break his way. We saw late Amari Cooper touchdown, um, some big plays from him, but this Texans defense is really banged up right now, Eric. You kind of know it better than anyone. Will Anderson Jr., Malik Collins, Denzel Perryman, Blake Cashman, and Jimmy Ward all on the, the injury report heading into the weekend here. They're also a top nine matchup over the last four weeks, four quarterbacks. Zach Wilson had that amazing game in the rain in New York against this team just a couple weeks ago. Trevor Lawrence went off for QB6 in week number 12. Flacco somehow has this amazing connection with guys like Dave Njoku, like Amari Cooper. He's a high-end quarterback, too, with low-end QB1 upside for me. This week, lock him in. Footsteps, motherfucking Flacco. Uh... He, and uh, here, here's Richard saying, I missed the insight on starting quarterback Flacco, Browning, or Love. Where would you go? Where would you go here? How are we feeling a, uh, a, about it here for our guy Richard? Do you like Flacco? And I think I do like him, but it's it would be hard for me to start him over either of these two options. I will say that. that that's tough. It would be a tougher call for me with him and Love. Um, you know, we we kind of talk about this to a certain extent with, with tight ends, right? Where like you get outside of that top tier and everyone's just sort of the same, right? Kind of just so there, like, yeah. if you're, if you're, if you're looking for like a, you know, steady, you know, kind of 12 to 15 point performance, the most likely player to get you that is Jordan love of this lot. If you're looking for someone that can reach back and get, get you into the twenties plus it's absolutely Joe Flacco, right? Like dude comes in off the couch and starts chucking downfield right like literally he's like i'm i'm only here for a few weeks they paid me more money than i thought i was gonna be <laughs> making at this age and they've they've got super bowl aspirations like let's let's just see what we can do and he's he's just putting some air underneath it and i mean he's got the he's got the guys right we talked about amari cooper earlier we talked about david and joker earlier elijah moore he's got a connection with from his days as a frisky jet right like he's got the guys that like you know, you you put some YOLO balls up there and and they can tend to come down with them. So I, I I really like Joe Flacco in a vacuum in terms of how they're using him. And in this matchup against a completely depleted Texans defense is juicy, right? We are seeing plenty 
of fringy guys have have ceiling performances against them. And I don't think that Joe Flacco even qualifies as as fringy, right? So I mean, I'm I'm right here with with Jamie, right? Maybe not Flacco for MVP because he's only been here for uh, for a couple of weeks. Is Joe Flacco elite? Absolutely. When I heard <laughs> that they were they were flying him out there for a visit, I went out and put a futures on the Browns to make the Super Bowl at a nice price tag, and it I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm getting some cash out options that are already catching my interest, and we're only in week 16. Wow, the fortitude on this guy. Uh, would you go Flacco over Love here? If I have to put my name on something, it's probably Love. But if I'm making this decision in my own lineup, it's Joe Flacco. Yeah, I. here's what I would say. It depends where you are, Richard. If you didn't get dropped, like if no one went off on you on Thursday night, um, I, I would consider Love as the safer play. But I think Flacco has the most up, most upside this week. I have all these guys. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I would say. If you're shooting for upside and you need it, maybe an underdog heading into your matchup, I would go with him. Um, how far do we go with Flacco, though? Are we going over Justin Fields? Uh, I, I think I it was not. you. Was it you or Scott that said you like Justin Fields as potentially the week one or the QB one in week 16? QB number one. Ah, number one. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I think Justin Fields, you know, you go up against a team like Arizona, he's going to run all over him. He's going to throw all over him. This is a team that's kind of, you know, they're packing it in. They're packing it in. They're getting ready for the holiday season. So, yeah, I, I, I'm with Jamie. Fields is a top three or four quarterback for me this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Although he didn't come through for me last week, Eric, in our guillotine league. I, I panic dropped Jalen Hurts because I didn't think he was going to play on Monday night. It didn't matter anyways, but, um, yeah. And I was I was over there rotating through available quarterbacks to see if I could if I could get them to go on to waivers, so that you had uh, you had limited options, but didn't work out. There we go. Well, guys, I appreciate everyone tuning in tonight. This is some great action from the chat. Uh, really cool to see, especially on like I know it's a hugely busy day for everybody. We got Christmas right around the corner. We got New Year's a week, you know, from today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like the easiest way to support us: subscribe to this channel, come back, hang out with us again, and check out our website inbetweenmedia.com. We got so much great content over there for you, whether it's fantasy sports analysis, sports betting stuff entertainment lifestyle like we got it all for you over there at in between media we just want to help you guys win championships but also help you have a damn good time along the way so eric i know you have some other ventures outside of in between media mostly pros with joe's that still couldn't get me in the playoffs rigged rigged i don't know maybe and uh but tell us what else you got i know you got green screens media over there and college hoops is a brewing Man, just absolute lowest of the low. They expand the playoff field so half the teams get in. This guy's over here complaining that he can't make his way. In. Sorry, sorry about. Play it. better, my guy. Play better. <laughs> Some teams got to be on the other side of. Them. But yeah, Bros. Joe's is still off and running. Uh, we're on to our semifinals, which I'm going to try to do this from memory. Um, has Howard Bender facing off against? I knew I was going to mess this up from memory. Um, check us out on Twitter at pros with Joe's. You'll see our bracket there that include four fantastic fantasy analysts and co-managers. We're still raising money for their, for the winning team's charity. So you can check out in that tweet. There is a link to our donor center so that we can make a nice little end of year donation to whoever wins, uh, this, this tournament. And like you mentioned, green screens media full steam ahead, right? We are 
about two weeks away from the point where college basketball really starts to take over the world. So if you want to see what we're doing over there, Green Screens Media on YouTube, get Green Screens on Twitter. We are breaking down DFS, betting, prize picks. We're doing uh, some weekly analysis around the AP Top 25 power rankings, headlines in the game, right? So ton of content over there. Green Screens Media. And I will just say on pros with Joe's, maybe it's my fault. I didn't have a receiver on my team this whole year. Uh, this uh one of those leagues you can have a bunch of flexes and no real positions so i had no wide receivers i just went all running backs tight ends and left me a little short in the points force department so i get it um eric i appreciate you so much man not just making time for us today on your busy friday ahead of the holidays but every friday this season and and the tuesday shows that you're on with us as well greatly appreciate you and this community we're building over here at in between media ismail saying just subscribe and hit that thumbs up we appreciate you man that's a yeah, that's a great little Chris, Christmas gift for us, man. Thank you guys so much. We will see you back here on Tuesday evening as we get you ready for week number 17 and the Fantasy Football Championships. Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your Hanukkah, your Kwanzaa, your winter solstice, whatever you're celebrating. Just have a damn good time, and we'll see you back here soon. Until then, you know what to do. Keep it in between, folks. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>